Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group. And joining me is co-host Hannah Garcia. And happy Friday, Hannah. It is February 17th. How are you feeling? Pretty good. It's been a crazy week, but um very eventful. Very eventful. I'll say the eventful two weeks, honestly. I mean, post yeah. me well, three weeks, we've got the ice storm, eventful three weeks ultimately. Yeah, no, I honestly feel like it feels like the ice storm was like a month ago already, just how things have been moving. Mm-hmm. I was one of those people who didn't have power for a week, and that feels like a lifetime ago. But um, yeah, things are happening. I know. Well, speaking of that, so we had news, uh, big news of the week was on Wednesday, the departure, uh, the you know, firing of now former city manager Spencer Krunk. He'd been with the city since February 2018, and you know, we you know we we spoke about this on the podcast on on Wednesday, um, late after it happened. But um, uh, yesterday, you know, was the first was the first day for interim city manager Jesus Jesus Garza, and I thought it'd be helpful. Um, and Hannah's been doing some research on this, which we'll be posting in our BG blog, and she's going to be highlighting today just some of the the history of. The process that led us to uh, see, see, you know, now former city manager Crunk's uh, time or in, entry into Austin, and is what happened before. I think it was a very interesting process. I had, you know, forgot about it. It was, you know, this was several years ago now, but I think it's very insightful for both for the public, given their, I think, hopefully the or not hopefully just the raised raised profile of the city manager in the role but also instructive for, for new council offices and their staff on just what 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 the process was as we move forward um, and lessons learned there. So Hannah, I'm turning it over to you to you know, lay out some highlights from uh, your research. Yeah, so just to kind of give a great overview of this, our previous city manager search started way back in October of 2016 after Mark Ott resigned to go work for the city and or the International City and County Management Association in DC. He had had that job as city manager for eight years. And then as he resigns, it kind of spurred this process to find that new city manager. And um, I think one of the things we might, you know, have issues with in this upcoming process is community engagement. Um, mm-hmm. In the previous process, the um, council formed a task force specifically um, to do community engagement and kind of form a little like um checklist of what they wanted in the city manager and advise city council as they did this process. And that task force was supposed to be, you know, at these um, interviews deal- and dealing with the actual candidates. And so they actually had meetings, but one of the things that was an issue with is the fact that um, they didn't release the names of the candidates initially. And I think that's something that people are going to want to see this this time around, just because, you know, the city manager, I think, wasn't exactly beloved by the community in a lot of ways. And so um, just as the city's, you know, at a very crucial point of expansion, I think, you know, we're going to see the community really say, like, we want to be a part of this process. You know, they want it to be similar to like how they hire the police chief, you know, when they have like meet and greets and stuff like that. And they don't want to just do it with the final two candidates. They want to do it with, you know, maybe 10 candidates. And so. And the difficult, real quick, the difficulty on that, as we know, practically speaking, is if you have a job, you this is, I think, is universal but you know, in most cases, you don't want your current employer to know you're looking, and yes. and so the nature. I mean, the, again, the pool of candidates who can who can. I know folks. You know, post. Uh, I think who became aware of what uh, the seat for, or seat manager former seat manager Crunk was being paid. Um, were you know joke. I mean, I don't know if they're joking or being serious, but it's a very serious job. Again, the city of Austin has fifteen thousand employees, and you know, covering everything. You know, serious items, public works 
or you know, water, power, public safety, the EMS, fire, everything else is not a job be taken lightly. They're very serious. Yeah. And someone who's both strong executive skills, and you know, you, there's no way you can't be a micromanager of this job, but yet strong executive skills and effect, you know, th- there's only so many people in this country who have objectively beyond, you know, the, everything else like a particular community may want who can do it. Right. Yeah. And so that end though, right. So we have, you know, I, I agree. There's going to, there's, there'll, that's, that will be something that council and the company who the, you know, the search firm that does this has to suss out, but I agree. There's, there's most likely going to have to be some form of heightened and community engagement, but it's also balancing out again, if the, if the, the best candidates by and large aren't going to be, aren't going to want to be make it known they're leaving. Right. Yeah, so if you want the best candidate pool, objectively, the more that can be contained, the better, you know, at least objective candidate. I mean, again, I, there are every there are nuances to what certain groups may want. But in terms of the practical skills of the job, which is to be a strong exec or to be an effective executive manager, um, you know, the best candidate pool is most likely not going to come from putting it out at the very beginning. I mean, in terms of who, this, who those uh, prospects are. Yeah, and that was that was definitely a concern highlighted in the previous search. Um, they said it was something that was going to deter people from applying if they released those names. And um, so previously, um, the city of Austin used Russell Reynolds and Associates for this executive search, and that executive search cost about one hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, based on our previous city manager's, you know, payment and his severance payout, that's about you know a, a third to a fourth of the city manager's, you know, payment. And so. That's a huge amount of money to spend on this. And so I think we need to be, you know, make sure that we're choosing someone that's going to stay in this position for the foreseeable future, you know, hopefully longer than five years, just because it is a huge cost to the city to fire and hire a new city manager. Um, And um, but we also need to make sure that we're picking the right person and picking the right company that's going to do community engagement. Um, You know, one of the issues that was had with Russell Reynolds and Associates is that, um, in trying to keep things, you know, under wraps, they ended up doing some things that were perceived by the public to be kind of shady. And so, you know, the Austin American Statesman ended up suing them because they wanted, um, you know, the, the candidate names. There was a situation where they hosted um, an interviewing at um, the airport and then they moved it to another location without releasing it to the um, public. And that was an issue because of the Texas um, Open Information, Open Meetings Information Act. And so, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I think they can do better just based off of this last time and making sure that, you know, everything's posted. Um, and if there's a situation where, you know, the public finds out about something, you know, just making it clear about like, hey, we're keeping this under wraps for this reason, you know, like, um, and previously we've seen that, you know, candidates won't take a job if their names leaked and stuff like that. So I definitely think they have a chance to be a lot more transparent with this, just given the amount of money they're going to be spending on this and given, you know, the community feedback from the previous city manager. I think there was a a lot of, you know, issues with, you know, how he handled things um, and transparency. And so this is kind of, I think, council's first chance to really say like, hey, we're going to do this right. We are going to be transparent and we're going to listen to the community while also doing our jobs the best we can. Yeah, again, you know, I think you know, boiling down a lot of variables to weigh and, and hopefully find or not hopefully in finding the the right C manager to assume the role. And then 
Again, so uh, just I know we're also digging into just our now interim city manager, Jesus Garza. Again, he was city manager from of Austin from 1994 to 2002. Um, and we'll have more information um, just kind of uh, just order kind of on his work as city manager um, in that pretty long, long span of time. Yeah. I think most city managers of big cities, I mean, that's, that's I think if, if, I'll say that just not, you know, I was. I was in grade school and high school and the whole period when he was city manager uh, was not involved in, all, in Austin politics or any politics at that point. But yeah, you know, I think Austin and, you know, there were Austin was going through a lot of growth and changes in that era in the nineties, uh, just from what I've read and somewhat knew about in high school. And so it, um, you know, to be, to be city manager for that long and go through several, several council cycles, I think does speak to, to see manager Garza's political savvy. And, you know, we've seen commentary on Twitter and other social media just on, I mean, the, the real challenge is for the, new, the interim team manager. Um, I mean, practically speaking, or just, I think around his engagement with city staff, both his executives, the assistant team managers, the department heads, as well as the, you know, down the chain rank and file city employees, as well as navigating the personalities of the council members and their offices I know, and I know he had, you know, this in this public record, he was a supporter of Mayor Adler as a when when Garza was a private citizen. Um, but I think ultimately he's now in a very public role, and um, you know, a lot of eyes given the last you know uh, five years under City Manager Crunk or City Manager Crunk are going to be on him. I don't, I doubt, I don't know him personally, but I don't see him. I think he realizes that <laughs> I would assume, and you know, I think it's going to be. I think over the next several months, we'll, you know, we'll see in real time, but, you know, I think on the horizon, you have South by Southwest, that's going to present just even on a quote unquote normal month of things, no bad weather, just this, the volume of people are going to be coming here for this event. Um, you know, our city almost double, you know, in population, a lot of that's just the traffic, traffic downtown um, is going to be, I think his first, I hope his first challenge, because that's one where we, we know, you know, that's a historical known challenge, <laughs> but that's going to be, I think that'll, be his, that his his uh his first test and um you know and ultimately right now too I think from the public's point of view with this interim person here it does put the spotlight more on council in a way that would normally be there I think if there was I mean they would be there but not in the same way there was a permanent city manager yeah and I, I we'll think see. you know um interim city manager Garza he could be here for a very long time it you know, the previous city manager search, you know, Mark Ott resigned in August 2016. City um, city manager Kronk was not confirmed until December 2017. He didn't actually start the job until February 2018. So, you know, it's a it was a pretty um, long turnaround. So, you know, I guess hopefully, you know, Jesus Garza is comfortable and, and ready to do this job for a while. I mean, because I mean, at this point, too, you're you factoring in, you know, I think the political considerations around this. You think of, you know, we have a, a council election cycle coming up in 2024, November 2024, and you factor in early voting, right? So we're looking at October of 24, so what, you know, maybe a year and five months. So let's say this process took a you know, I mean, it's not going to start immediately. Let's say it starts April. We're we're, pro, it, we're rushing up very close to, a very, very close to election election cycle. Actually, we'll, we will be in election cycle, in the election cycle. So this decision for those members who are up for election in 24, including the mayor, mayor Watson, you know, this, you know, I think 
the removal of of city manager Crunk is was one was one, you know, was one thing that we weighed particularly with voters in twenty four. But this process, how well it's run, uh, and the ultimate selection will will weigh in most likely. You know, if it takes about a year, that so that selection will happen right maybe a month or two or in that span before the you know the official for the election day, mm-hmm. right? Or even maybe even early voting. And that's going to be, you know, for better or for worse, that is going to be a used in political um, political discourse one way or the other. So interesting times all around. I, guess we, I think we can say that generally, right? It's interesting times. And um, hopefully, I think, we, I think all around that we get back to just the normal order of business of the city. And I know our clients are looking forward to that, as are we. And uh We'll have again. We'll have Hannah's uh, research in our show notes, uh, or a link to that in our show notes. Um, but that's been, you know, it was an eventful week, and uh, we'll have agenda items posted. Uh, sorry, we'll have a link to next week's council meeting uh, next Thursday, also in the show notes. And Hannah, anything else you want to add? Um, hopefully, we don't have any more natural disasters in the coming weeks. Knock on wood. <laughs> um, last thing, too, for those who are running the Austin Marathon or Half Marathon or the five, or the 10K or 5K, I think, as well. I'll see y'all out there. I'm running the full marathon. So uh, for those who know me, friends, family, and colleagues, I uh, hope to cheer me on virtually or in person. And otherwise, though, we will see you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the BG Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share with your colleagues. The BG Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. The BG Podcast is a product of the Bingham Group LLC, an Austin-based lobbying firm serving businesses, nonprofits, and trade associations at the municipal and state level. You can learn more about the Bingham Group at www.binghamgp.com. That's B-I-N-G-H-A-M-G-P.com. And for the latest firm news and content updates, follow us on LinkedIn. We'll have a link in the show notes. Thank you.